Welcome to our Japan Health Podcast. We're the Center for Brain and Body Improvement, and are a team that believes that everyone should live their best life in their best body and with their best brain. Hi, hi. <laughs> nice awkward start, but we'll get the ball rolling. So, this is Arrow. I'm one of the admins here at Jermaine, and I'm here today with Judy, one of our directors and neuropsychs, to have a bit of a chat and get to know you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. So, let's start with the obvious. Tell us who you are and what you do here at JH. <laughs> So I'm one of the uh, directors of Shemaine Health. I started the business with and the clinic with Shemaine over 10 years ago now. Last year was our 10-year celebration. And I think in one of the previous podcasts, we mentioned we started this around. It just kind of fell. It, it just fell into a natural uh, thing to do, given that I have a, a neuropsychology brain uh, slash brain background, and Shemaine has the the body background and and the, and the physical therapy skills. So that's how we started the brain and body clinic. And I'm a neuropsychologist, and that's how we're here today. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, today we're just going to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. So that you know. I'll try to make myself as interesting as possible. Oh, excellent, excellent. So um, how did you get into neuropsychology? I actually got into it by chance because, you know, I just finished finishing high school and I actually didn't know what to apply for, funnily enough. I know. <laughs> and so I asked my high school friends, I was like, oh, what do you reckon I should do and they said, Oh, you won't shut up about psychology. So why don't you just apply for psychology? So I did. I applied for psychology and because I'm a completionist, I kind of finished all of that and it got to the point where I had to do post what do you call it? No, postgrad, yeah, postgraduate stuff. And I applied everywhere. Unknowingly I had applied for a few clinical psychology courses and really only about one or two neuropsychology postgrad courses and luckily I got into uh, the Monash uh, post, uh, Monash doctorate neuropsychology course because it wasn't until I actually started that I realized that I had no interest in clinical psychology <laughs> so, so so I lucked out in that way and that's how I became a neuropsychologist because I love brains and yeah. and cognitive function and and all those kind of things so what is one thing that you know now that you wished you had have known when you were bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, fresh grad going into neuropsychology and starting your career? That's I say this to a lot of people. I wish I had known to network more. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Um, it is very hard to yeah. get around. But... And I think it's a class and slash or uh cultural thing because my parents uh, are migrants and and uh, you know factory workers in in a way so the notion of having to network was not taught and not really understood that that was how things are done yeah so I, I guess and so in that way I felt like I never really had picked that up myself and it was for a lot of us to just get good grades do the job well and then that's how hopefully you might be able to get that position 
Whereas other people that might have come from uh, a more privileged background uh, or higher class background and, and not necessarily a, a migrant background would realize that the power of connections and getting to know the people is what gets you into things. So that's, that's one thing I really would recommend is it's not about how good you are because the skill itself you can learn. Yeah. Most of you can learn over time. It's getting to know the people um, because it's who you know that gets you around. Fair enough. So what's the biggest challenge that you're facing right now? I, I know <laughs> the obvious answer. <laughs> um, and what are you and what are we doing as JH as a whole to try and overcome it, face it, yeah. and deal with it? Um, Shemaine might have a different, and you might have a different perspective, so I'd love to hear what you think JH should be doing. For me, I've been really racking my brain at how um, our clinic can be as supportive of the community, given yeah. what we do. Um, I know Shemaine's, you know, madly working in behind the scenes, trying to put up as many things online as possible so that we still have that access while maintaining social distancing. Yeah. Um, for us, We've been doing quite a lot of, we're also the same, we think of putting together some online uh, resilience or, or mental health support services, but also a bulk of our work is uh, medical legal assessments and they're still considered essential. So yeah. they're still ongoing and they're still face-to-face. So it's a matter of, um, for our team and our staff, making sure that we are all keeping safe and if you, any of you know Shemaine and Jackie and every new hour, he's like literally wiping down everything. everything. Every time someone comes through the desk, exactly. it's like sprayed and wiped down. Exactly. I, I pick up a piece of paper, I put it down, I pick it back up, and yeah. wipe, wipe the desk. Exactly. And there's lots of cleaning. Yeah. Uh, I was, and we're just joking, we don't think the place has ever been this clean. <laughs> it's not ever. Like it's ever been dirty. It's just yeah. we're a lot more conscious. Exactly. You know, exactly. Because <laughs> you never know. I mean, certainly most of our clients, at least the ones who are regulars, like mm. the body side, you're seeing them on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. So, you know, we're fairly confident that they're, you never know. Yeah. They might have bumped into someone at the supermarket. Exactly. They, you know, may have taken a little quick trip to Bali and not told them. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> so who knows? But, yeah, no. So, yeah, so that's, that's been on my mind, sort of making sure that JH is a supportive given the current situation as much as we can for everyone. Um, so, yeah, I guess if anyone has any ideas beyond what we're doing now, then let us know. Yeah, well, I know that we've been looking into some sort of telehealth options mm. for, you know, some, some of our, yeah. um, you know, both for the brain side and the body side. Yeah. But and I think Shemaine's just started trying to promote other businesses as well. Yeah, Is that yeah we, did a, we did a bunch of recording videos oh, cool. yesterday. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> What are the best resources that have helped you along the way, given, you know, in your career, we've been here, well, JH has been here for over 10 years now. What has been, you know, two or three, two or three, or even just one, really great resource, <laughs> really great resource that you have taken advantage of that you think is worthwhile for someone else coming into this business? Mm, let me think about this. Resource. Well, I guess this is a kind of a resource. It's more of a, uh, I think this is a resource, but it is a approach. I think you have to be, 
eternally positive <laughs> in, in many ways. Starting up a clinic is not easy and it's not an overnight success. I think Shemay and I always being impatient ourselves, we felt like, you know, we'd make it work or, you know, it, it'd be where we wanted to be within say one, two, three years. And having been around for so long now, it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> it takes longer. It's a marathon. It is. It's not a sprint. Exactly. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. This is a conversation I think I have with Shemaine at least one time. <laughs> and I guess we've been fortunate enough to be able to increase um, the, the family and, and the team that's around us and, um, a, a resource in that way is to be able to really know your your values and what you want as a team because that really helps make work much more fun yeah. and, and effective. So I think those are probably the two things that I can think of. Uh-huh. I would highly, highly, highly recommend. Yeah. Have you read any books or listened to any podcasts lately that have helped sort of inspire you? I know you've, uh, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a couple of uh, teleconferences dealing with yeah how the global pandemic is affecting various businesses. So has anything that you've been listening to or accessing lately helped inspire you for what's next for JH? Yeah. Um, what's next for JH? Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the one thing this is very business specific is for uh, people to include a um, COVID-19 financial line and this is business specific yeah <laughs> um I've so seen, that's I've seen that a couple in. of things about that so, so that's kind of like useful and, yeah yeah well it makes perfect sense yeah i guess from i think my side mental health side i'm thinking of putting trying to put together like a virtual a directory of sorts of multicultural as psychologists, counsellors and therapists who can sort of reach other multicultural individuals or communities. And that's a matter of finding telehealth services that are uh, what we call um, HIPAA compliant. Mm. So the, the security is safe enough for people to feel that they're in a protected and secure environment when they're sort of discussing mental health issues. Sure. Anything else? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. No. I guess if we find out more stuff, we'll have to share as we go. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what we're working towards. We're working on uh, getting more of our information. Yeah, Zoom has become our new best friend. It hasn't really it? has. <laughs> like having weekly Zoom huddles and yeah. you know, having calls with people. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well, there was one thing that we're trying to do. We're trying yeah. to keep not not have too many changes at the yeah. same time so that we can try and keep a bit of normalcy or routine for Jermaine yeah. help. I think that seems to be working for us in yeah. some ways. Yeah. In light of that, what's the biggest surprise that's come out over the last few weeks to a month of this has been, you know, we've been dealing with these new challenges? Um, and why did you find that surprising? Probably because of negative media, I was really su- pleasantly surprised and absolutely happy to see that um, everyone at Jermaine Health had our own kind of ways of living through <laughs> everything that's happening. And it's been wonderful to hear, like, we just had a huddle. So, you know, just talking about how some of us are more concerned that they have been put on a paleo diet and therefore couldn't eat cake as much as they wanted. I mean, we all kind of complain that we're not getting as much exercise that we'd like. So we're all quite 
positive and, and resilient in, in that sense. And that's a wonderful thing to know, given all the negative images that we're seeing on, on, yeah. on media right now. It just It feels like the world's not coping, <laughs> uh, but it looks like that we are. So <laughs> Yeah. I think it's been really, like, yeah, we've certainly been, I think us still being here, uh, being an essential service, has yeah. been a good sort of touchstone for at least those of us who work here who are yeah. part of the JH family to be like, okay, so I'm, I'm not – like I can still get out and see yeah. people. I've still got a structure. I've got a routine, and you know there are people out there who rely on us. Mm. You know our patients, our referrers. Yes. So we're here. We're still able to help them. So it's been it's been nice that we've kind of still had that. And yeah, sure, it's challenging dealing with <laughs> what's going <laughs> on. Yeah. But I mean. We can come in and have a joke about it, so it's pretty good. Mm. So, like, we'll get through it. Exactly. It's, it's scary, <laughs> but we'll get out the other side. People yeah. just talking about how they're going to look forward to the long weekend. It's like, it's been a real long weekend for all of us. <laughs> My partner was saying the other day, he's like, uh, yeah, it's a long weekend this weekend, but I haven't been at work for three and a half weeks. So I guess yeah, because we are having to sort of self-isolate more and stay at home, it is a time that a lot of people are trying to say, yeah, maybe we can learn new skills or whatever. Yeah. Is there something that you've been wanting to learn that you're hoping to take advantage of some of this not necessarily downtime but more isolated time? And on a sort of a similar note, how do you continue to learn and improve yourself when you've been doing this for quite some time now yeah a big load of stuff (laughs) (laughs) i am very much looking forward to um and sort of always complained that never had the time to do Mm. well you know it's now potentially i think everyone has a bit of time extra time to do everything so i what do I want? Um, one of them is actually to catch up on a whole bunch of video games. <laughs> That's a bit of my downtime. Are you going to play something other than Overwatch? Or are you- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk to you about Animal Crossing, so I'll talk oh, to you later yeah. about that. I'm not sure whether I would enjoy it or not, just given my play style. You but might, you, of the games that came out on the same day, you might lean more towards Doom. Doom. <laughs> but Animal Crossing, it's, it's like, it's a lovely... I know. It's, it's lovely. I've been seeing screenshots of it, but anyway, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what, what is, um, is there anything that you'd like to learn and how, how do you specifically like to continue to improve yourself? Improve myself? We're not necessarily just talking about now in, you know, COVID, but yeah. in general. You know, to be honest, Shaman and I, have, we haven't really changed our self-improvement and CBD and professional development regime. Like, Shemaine's just greedy She's a greedy learner. It really, really is. So, you know, um, that hasn't really changed. She's still looking up information and sharing that with me. So in some ways, yeah, that's kind of stayed the same. For myself, I actually, random, I just downloaded an app called what was it called? Simply Piano by Joy Tunes. I don't know whether you've seen it. It's literally teaching you how to play keyboard, but you've got the iPad. Yeah. And all that. So I mean, I simply guitar. So ah, must be the same. Okay. So I did. I did download the app. I do play piano, but and I have a keyboard. I just haven't gotten around to to doing it. So I'm probably keen to see how that app works. 
for me, it's actually making time, even though we say to ourselves, yes, we have all this time. If you actually don't block out that time, it still doesn't get done. (laughs) You'll find something else to do. And also at the same time, it's kind of saying to yourself, it's okay to do that. I mean, it's all right to have downtime. It's okay to relax. Yeah. Really? It's it's an incredibly (laughs) stressful time. Yeah. If you want to like you don't need to teach yourself a new language yeah. you don't need to exactly. work on that knitting project <laughs> yeah. that's been sitting there but if that helps you get through then go, they for, go it. for it exactly yeah. i've certainly my plan has been get into the garden and like, every day that i go to get into the garden it's raining so <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah it's been a couple of rainy days yeah today is like the first nice day and yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, but yeah, so let's see. Oh, who? I'm going to ask you a really cliche question. Go for it. Who are the three people who have been most influential to you? They could be famous figures. They could be people you know. They could be figments of your imagination. Oh, that's a good question. I'm sure everyone says this. But I, but it's true. My parents, I'll clump them together. <laughs> my parents are absolutely influential and important in my life. Not only are they extremely supportive, but they've instilled a lot of uh, hard work ethic and life approaches to life. So that's been really important for me. And you know what? I'm just going to lump the rest of my family into that. <laughs> so just so I can have more options to well, choose from. It's like my family. <laughs> my family. Exactly. Like, I love you, but you're one person. <laughs> exactly. You're all the same. One unit. <laughs> um, who else? I, you know what? I've had a lot of really amazing people come into my life recently. And, and one of them is by the name of, uh, I'm going to, yeah, why not Margarita Coppolino. And that's been quite uh, influential on me because she is the president of the National Ethnic Disability Alliance. And before I had come in contact and got to know her, I was living in a very um, a privileged life of being an able body person and, and getting to really understand some of the barriers and, and things that a person with disability might have to go through, it's been a real eye-opener for me, um, but also some of the, the celebrations and the resilience around that. So I think I'm going to name Margarita for that as well. Yeah. And I'm just going to do a plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who don't know, I'm a recently uh, minted commissioner with the Victorian Multicultural Commission, and it's been absolutely a pleasure and a joy to get to know all the other commissioners and, and everyone at, at VNC, I think it's been um, really amazing to see all the work that other people are doing within multicultural communities, and, and that's been really inspirational for me to try and, you know, step up to that as well. And also one more, one more, which is um, <laughs> Ro, Ro Allen, is the Commissioner for uh, Sexuality, Gender and Sexuality at Victoria, and um, they've been absolutely um, instrumental and, and um, positive influence for the entire LGBTIQ community um, and especially supportive of multicultural LGBTI. So I'm eternally grateful and, and happy for that. All right, and just before we close off, if you and me interviewing you, yes. what would you have asked you that what? I have not? What is the one 
question, but you were oh, but that you're always begging for people to ask you that they never do. Such a good question. Yeah, I can't take credit for it. I found it online. Oh no, <laughs> John. I know the answer to it. <laughs> it's almost like, what do you think you you do differently that no one else knows of that you're willing to share? I think something like that. I think that'd be a pretty cool question because the person needs to uh, share something different of themselves. Not that everyone's the same, but you know what I mean. I eat my burgers in a circular fashion. I like to eat. I eat around, I eat around them burger. exactly, and I leave the middle. bit of the burger in the middle of the burger everything's there you know so I do I eat my burgers in a circular fashion there is no particular way it's, it's clockwise or anti-clockwise okay. <laughs> but it is a circular oh there If you enjoyed our podcast, feel free to connect with us on Instagram at Jermaine Health Body or one word. We always welcome feedback and ideas too, and we're happy to answer any questions. Just reach out to us at our website, www.jermainehealth.com.au. Listening weekly for the most relevant information on how to live your best life with your best brain and body.